0: Inescapably, inescapably,
1: inescapably foreign. If you tuned in last week, you know that I'm talking to Walden Hudson right now. He we met as an act, we met as actors. If you want to learn more about that, check out the last episode. He's also uh, worked as a personal trainer. He worked on a cruise ship, and he's really into. Um, Uh, development of leadership skills right now and he's got his hands in just about everything and uh, in the last episode we talked a bit about that and now we're going to touch into that a bit more we kind of left off where uh, Walden said that he wants to split time between America and New Zealand and the goal is to be able to have the financial means to do that so as in, Walden, why, why do you want to split time between the two? Do you feel now that you're, like, half Kiwi, half American at all, or...?
0: I think, uh... I'll, I'll, I'll always feel full American, I think. Um, I don't... <laughs> even, even when I have a New Zealand passport, which is, like, two... I think two years away, actually, from what I can have dual citizenship, so... But i'll probably always consider myself an american um yeah I, so that's so part of the broader reason for wanting to like kind of split that time is because it's like you know it's just um as i mentioned in the last episode i the last two years have just been quite difficult i guess with family stuff that's gone on while i've been away and haven't been able to get back um so it's really just kind of highlighted how much i need to at least have the means to um to be able to go back more of when i want and um, you know, it's, it's actually funny. I'll, I'll go back a little bit deeper into something there, Nolan. Um, it was actually, uh, when I talk about like having the means to like have a certain lifestyle that actually goes back to a question that some really great, great mentors that I've got asked me, um, like I think it would have been like four or five years ago now, but um, i actually sat down with some, with some people and they asked me, how do you want to live? And I was, I, was, I was at the time I was 28 years old I was just like no one's ever asked me that question before everyone always asks you you know what do you want to do or what do you want to be but no one asks ever asks you how do you want to live and what that question does is it gets you to start kind of unpacking like a little bit of what's actually important to you you know you start th- saying like well I want to spend you know more time with my family I want to take them on trips or I want to you know travel the world more i want to you know live here i want to you know drive this type of car i want to um you know support these types of charities and causes but you start to kind of paint a bit of a picture for the outcome you want to create for your life right and then the thing that you kind of have to do from there is you have to kind of start working backwards from that and be like okay cool well is the path that i'm on right now going to ever get me to that outcome and If that's a hard no, for me at the time it was, and that was very, very confronting. Um, But it was like, okay, cool. You need to change. Something's got to change. You know, it's got to be, you know, maybe who you know, who you're learning from, who you're hanging around, what you're, what you're doing. Um, But something's got, something's got to change if, you know, if this outcome's going to change. So for me, that question kind of opened, like, the gates to, like, me being able to work backwards from that and kind of, like just with kind of the right guidance and stuff, figure out like, okay, what do I need to actually do? Like, do I need to start a business? If so, what kind? Do I need to invest? If so, how do I need to learn, you know, how to, how to trade or like leadership skills? Like, what do I need to do that's going to create this? Um, and from there, it's like, you know, you could just kind of start like designing the lifestyle that you actually want, taking the steps to get there. And so it's like, when I talk about being able to split my time between New Zealand and America, it's like, you know, that's just like part of like, okay, like that's how I want to live. And so then it's like, I have to kind of step back from that and be like, okay, cool. Well, what's going to be able to, what's going to enable me to do that. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's interesting because I think I just instinctively asked myself that question. And that's one of the reasons I'm here in Spain, because I thought, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? I'm not a very materialistic person. i don't care about having a nice car i don't need a huge house or anything like that i I don't give a shit about clothes um but i need money because i i like to travel i like to eat well i like to have these experiences in life and i noticed that i was able to pull it off in spain as an english teacher especially online um working here in spain the wages are pretty low but if you're working Online, You can kind of pull that off. And uh, especially being in Europe, you know, you've got cheap flights, you're able to travel, uh, you can eat well for a good price here. And I'm living that lifestyle that, that I want, right? Whereas if I had to unpack that, as you said, but in a North American context, it would all of a sudden mean that I would need to make a shit ton of money. And that just kind of changes things a little bit for me because right now I am able to focus on some of these creative projects like this one without borders. I (laughs) am, I am, (laughs) I've spent way more money on this than I've made. Uh, Hopefully that changes in the future and hopefully I can travel with this. But at least I'm able to do this and survive, whereas I would not be able to spend this much time on a creative project if I were in Canada, because I would be ha- I would need to work so many other jobs just to be able to survive. Yep. Um, but for you being in New Zealand or then going back to America, it doesn't seem like it would make much of a difference
0: because it would be expensive either way. Right. Or. Yep. Yeah, that's the that's the thing with New Zealand. It's 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 so far away from everything. <laughs> like it's, I mean, yeah, there, there's no way around it. Um, so that's, I mean, so yeah, it's like for what I want to do, it's like we uh, we do need to yeah be able to earn, I guess, like more more significant amounts of money. Like if I was, yeah, and that, that's just kind of the way that the cards spell. Like I love the fact that you figured that question out, whether accidentally or instinctively, so much earlier, like than I did. You know, that that's exactly why you're where you are now and you're doing what you're doing. You've got the lifestyle that you're doing right there. And it's, it's one of those questions where I'm just like, you know, I think everybody should be asked that question when they, when they turn 18 years old. And I think they should really, really give it some thought because I, I guarantee you, you'd have a lot more people that are actually chasing their dreams and doing the shit that they love and they're passionate about than, you know, just grinding away in, you know, university for four years to go and grind away at a corporate job they hate for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's true. Well,
1: I did touch on that with my brother. Um, and I kind of broke down because some I have this passion and a lot of people they talk about, "Oh, I don't have a passion in life. I don't know what I want to do." And they struggle with that. I know exactly what I want to do, and it's just it's not working yet. <laughs> you know, I have to keep figuring out how am I going to survive in this place? How am I going to survive in this place? And you touched on it in the in our previous episode. You mentioned that you haven't seen your family since 2018, right? That was partially due to COVID. That happened to me as well, but I was able to see them in the summer. And I realized how much family means to me. And I would love to eventually come back to Canada. But now I'm in this kind of zone where, shit, if I go back to Canada, um, I'm going to need to do something else to make this work. Or this is project's just going to need to take off right? Yeah. Uh, So for you in in New Zealand, we were talking about the safety nets as well, right? And you were saying that in America, you don't have as much of a safety net. So that kind of pushes you to keep going. And in New Zealand, you have the safety net and you're able to relax if something goes wrong. But on the flip side, I think these safety nets could allow you to pursue some of uh, your entrepreneurial goals or some of your creative goals do you think that's true at all or do you think these safety nets just don't do that these safety nets just make you more complacent
0: oh man that's a fantastic question i think that from from my experience it comes down to to the person a lot like you're you're 100 right like it's having a safety net can be it, it gives you something like a bit more of an ability to take more risks and fail a little bit more and you know not have to worry as much about it but at the same time like you know if someone's not because people usually tend to be motivated motivated by either purpose or pain um i know that for me like i'm i'm strongly motivated by pain like if i'm in a position that i do not want to be in or i'm doing something i hate then i i will work my ass off to get away from it um Getting the job on the cruise ship was a perfect example for that because, like, I tried for like probably five months before I even got a bit of interest back from any of those to make that happen. But I was in so much pain in New York that I was just like, "I'm, I've got to change something. I've got to travel. I'm not traveling. That's what I wanted to, to do in my twenties, right?" Um, so it's like I think it can, I, I can definitely go either way. I think like having it, having it here, like it is fantastic because it is like. You know, I'm, I'm still like, you know, me and my partner are quite naturally ambitious, so it's like having, you know, kind of the safety nets in place and the more flexible, like, work culture and stuff has been really helpful for us to kind of pursue other projects and stuff outside of that. Um, gave us the ability to for her to actually um, quit her job in 2020 and step into self-employment. Um, so she's been able to do that and have a lot more freedom and control of her time, which she's absolutely loved. Um, but... But yeah, it, it it can really go either way. It depends on the person. It's what you whatever you're going to make of it. Like, you know, we have a fantastic opportunity here to achieve more like if we really want to. Um, it is just a matter of like, you know, is is someone like do they have the the internal drive, I guess, to to kind of chase it, you know? And yeah. something I actually wanted to touch on that you said earlier when you talked about how um um like friends and stuff that like you know, say they don't know what their passion is or stuff like that or it's like I think a better question around finding passion is actually asking yourself, you know, not what, what lights me up, what it, what gets me super excited, but asking like, what am I willing to struggle for? Because what you just touched on there with, you know, st- like, you know, like trying to get this, these projects started up, all these creative things that you're trying to do, and like, you know, not spending way more money than you're making on it and stuff, and, you know, having to figure out all this other stuff when you could be, you know, spending that time for anything else. It's like. You know, going through a bit of a grind and a struggle. But I think it's when you find something that you are passionate enough about that you're just like, Okay, I'm I'm willing to struggle for this and I don't care. Like I I have a friend back in Wellington who's um kind of a bit of a serial entrepreneur, but really, really awesome, fantastic, creative dude. But I remember like looking at him one day, we were working out of the same office space and I was just like, Man, you really hate like ninety percent of the shit that you do, don't you? Like, I'm sitting here watching him, and he's just, like, having to make sales calls, do, like, accounting, reporting, um, budget forecasting, uh, apply for, like, grants and stuff, and he doesn't enjoy any of it. But he's so passionate about being an entrepreneur and creating, you know, these things and these businesses that, like, he doesn't care. He's willing to go through all that. So I think that's a really good question for people to ask themselves. Is like, what am I willing to struggle for? Definitely
1: kind of puts it in a little bit of perspective for me. Sometimes I just feel like a little whiny
0: bits. <laughs> man. Yeah, but I mean, like, dude, you, you you found something that you're passionate about and that you're, like, you're putting in the work for. It's like, man, it's, it's okay to struggle. Like, you know, it's just part of it, right? But, like, you're, the fact that you're willing to do it anyways is what's so cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I recently discovered, too, is sometimes when you're going through those dips and the biggest struggles it's nice to have family to fall back on right and you have your partner i have my partner right so we do have family but we're both in that same situation where we are far away from our our blood relatives right um is that being hard for you um
0: Well, I'll get a, I'll get a bit personal with this one, uh, if that's all right. So, like, I mean, I, I've never been, like, a huge, huge, like, family person, like, in all honesty. Like, I mean, I, I love my family. They're great. But, like, we're just very, very different in the way that we view the world. Um, like, you know, when I made that decision to, like, move to New York, when I made the decision to drop out of college after two years, like, you know, everyone thought that I was completely ruining my life. Um, and we had a lot of... Um, a lot of confrontation around that, a lot of, um, just tension. And, you know, it, it's something that I think that, like, you know, we've resolved now. It's like, you know, obviously, like, I'm alive, like, I, have you know, made it work. I didn't end up dead in the sidewalk in New York or anything like that. So, um, I think we have that understanding now, but, like, we are still, like, quite different. So, it's, like, as far as, like, spending a lot more time and stuff with, with family, that's never been, like, something that, like, I've tried to, to do, like, you know, a lot of. Um, I think that the older I get, the more I do appreciate it, though, and the more that I do want to, like, have more of that time, but, um, the thing that really, I guess, put things into perspective for me was, and, um, uh, last year, I actually, I lost quite a lot of people, um, back home, uh, my, uh, my grandma passed away, um, let me see, my, uh, one of my aunts passed away, um, uh, multiple friends passed away, and, uh, The roughest one was uh, my mom actually passed away last year, and that was sorry hear that due to an... that was um, thank you for that man, but that was um, it was an accident. It was something that came completely out of nowhere, Um, but it also happened right when uh, right before New Zealand went into its second lockdown when um, the Delta variant was uh, was starting to spread here. So I was put in a situation where I I basically couldn't get home. Or if I, if I did, then I wouldn't be able to get back into the country for God knows how long. It could have potentially been like, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get back in, the, in 2021 if I'd left. Which, you know, that would have basically cost me my job. That would have basically jeopardized, like, our living situation, like, everything. Um, so I had to make the decision to, to ride it out. And that was the hardest fucking decision I've ever had to make. And... I'm still not even sure if it was the right one or not, to be honest with you, but that was the one where I was just like, shit, like, this is this is not okay. Like, you know, being in a position where, like, I don't have, like, the ability to, you know, move what I want to move, um, yeah, that that was the one that really put it into perspective for me, but, I mean, you know, like, in, like anything, though, in life, it's like you just have to kind of figure it out, um, yeah, this doesn't make it any easier, um, but... You know, and I actually still haven't been able to go back since that happened. Uh, December, we're headed back, and that's going to be my first time back since then to, like, settle, you know, all the affairs and everything with that. Um, but, you know, it's it's something, I guess, like, I, I encourage people to think about. Like, you know, especially when you got people you love, like, you know, like, like, tr- try try to design a lifestyle where you can have access to them, you know, when it really matters. That, that's just, I guess, what I would kind of say with that. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry
1: to hear that. But you you seem to be taking it the best you can. I mean, as you said, you don't know if you made the right decision. But I think with something like this, it's it's just a decision, right? You don't... There, there are pros and cons, and I don't think there is a right or wrong with this.
0: Um, oh, man, that's heavy. And... Yeah. So I didn't mean to take, didn't mean to take it. No, I'll do a thing. Thank
1: you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, is, is your partner coming
0: back with you to America? She is. Yes. Yeah. So she's, um, so she actually went back. Um, this might, this might actually be entertaining for you. Um, good, good change of pace too. So she went back with me in 2018. Um, you know, at the time, I was like, "All right, well, I just moved to the other side of the world to date this girl. I should probably take her home to meet my parents and stuff." And so, she came back with me in 2018. Um, we spent like three days in New York, I think, and then a um, couple weeks in Georgia, and then like five days in LA or something like that. And um, she had the time of her life; like, she absolutely loved it. Um, she wasn't a big fan of LA, um, just why is that? Yeah, man she just didn't feel safe there she just felt like it was just really dirty and like she like i don't know it's just, it's just the people there were really really stuck up like it's it was it was also weird because she was talking about like it's just the wealth disparity is just so obvious in la whereas like you'll see like a like literally like say like a homeless person passed out next to a Bentley. and. So she was just like it was just it just didn't feel right like nothing about the whole place felt right. Where she loved New York City, like she had a fantastic time there, and you know part of the reason for that was she was like you know you could walk past like you know six billionaires and you wouldn't even know it. Um, those people just aren't as I guess flashy in New York versus L.A. But she she really enjoyed New York. Um, she had a great time in Georgia. Um, she wasn't happy with how much weight she put on because it was Thanksgiving, and um, yeah, she had to be introduced to a proper Southern Thanksgiving. So she was. Dude, that reminds me of when we first met eight
1: years ago in New York. You told me about some of the food, but what was the gnarliest thing you guys
0: deep fry again? There, there's something that you deep fried. Oh, dude, which one, man? We've deep fried everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, what could it have been? Um, or frog, frog waves or.
1: It probably you know It was just like calorie wise. It was just the gnarliest like deep fried
0: butter sticks. I don't know. Is that possible? Was it that? The, I think that that might be it. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, dude. That was actually one thing that got her when she when we were in America. Um, because I I forgot about this, but all the menus of restaurants in America like it tells you like how many calories are next to some like the dish. And I remember <laughs> we went to um I think it was Margaritaville and there was a nachos dish on there that had like. I think it had like 8,000 calories or something in it. And she was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, What is wrong with your people? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we like to eat, man. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, on one end, you can kind of make fun of the amount of calories and grease and everything, but like a lot of the, 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 the southern states has a really rich cooking culture, right? And there are some influences from Africa, I remember. I remember watching Anthony Burdain and i had man, i gained such respect because uh kind of like what a lot of people think they kind of think oh in the southern states they just eat like junk food and stuff but that's not true right it's like it's high calories
0: but there's a lot of um it's it's an eclectic mix of food oh dude that's that's one thing for for new zealand like you know whenever you or anybody listening like come to new zealand the food here is really really freaking good like it's it's the quality of the food here is super like great like um like for the quality ex- of the like, produce, yeah, exactly. Like for example, it's like even like like beef and stuff here is like you know it's like all the cows that you see that you you know would eat at like a steak place or a like burger joint, even McDonald's, like they're literally out eating grass like in fields and pastures. Like there's none of like the you know the sheltered like I think that actually might be illegal here to have like the sheltered like you know indoor like farming and stuff for cows. Like it's just you just don't see it here like people just care way too much about like how their their food and stuff is you know how it lives and grows and it's yeah so it's like i remember the first time i came here and had a burger i was just like what the shit like this is this is so good like it's just so much different than like the you know super processed shit that i'm used to back in the states so yeah food here is a huge huge plus yeah well that's interesting is throughout the Throughout the podcast, we've
1: talked a lot about these positive sides of New Zealand, right? And we've talked about a few negative things in America, aside from that spirit of ambition and that spirit of entrepreneurship. But it sounds to me, and from my experience, it's a lot easier to carry that uh, spirit of entrepreneurship to a different country like New Zealand, pursue what you want to do. And then also, in a way, reap the benefits of having this culture where there are social safety nets, laws around making sure that your food is safe, uh, things like that are much easier than, let's say, going to America and wanting to change those types of things, right? Because being entrepreneurial and ambitious is something you can change within yourself. Whereas a lot of these other things you're saying are better in New Zealand than in America, you can't just show up in America and be like, "We're going to change this and this and this." Well, I, I
0: don't know. Was, as maybe some people could, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you nailed it with that. Like that entrepreneurial spirit. That's that's something like yeah, that's something that people. It's just within people. I mean, yeah. As as I, I definitely think that like I mean. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I've never been an entrepreneur in America. Like I've never come immigrated there or tried to start a business or anything like that. But like, I mean, I look, I look at people that are immigrants and have built like really big successful businesses. Like one of my favorite entrepreneurs is a guy named uh, Patrick Bet David, who um, I think he was actually an Iranian immigrant who he's been extremely successful now. But like, he talks about like when he was when his parents were basically fleeing Iran. Like he talks about watching his house being bombed like out the back windshield of the car and it's like if they get to america with like basically nothing and like you know just have to just scrape and scrap and just like you know build everything from the ground up i was like man that is freaky hard but like that would you know that would destroy like most people but but yeah it's like you're coming to a place place like new- like new zealand where you have that level of ambition and determination like yeah man you you can you can suffer a lot less you know, and kind of achieve like still like really big things. If that makes sense, yeah.
1: And anything else you miss from America, like anything else you'd want to bring from back home and bring it to New Zealand?
0: Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, I don't really know as far as like stuff that I could could bring back. Like, um, it's actually funny because my partner and I just had a conversation the other day where, um, we we asked each other like, you know, what are your top three favorite things about New Zealand uh like top three worst things about New Zealand and top three favorite things about America and top three worst things about America and oh can you, you I just what was that can you repeat Wallace? can you, one one? Can you re- <laughs> yeah I want to hear them I'll man I'll try to I'll try to remember um mine were um so I'll start with uh so with with New Zealand like for top three it's So number one is it's just absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, stunning place. Like everywhere you look, like there is just incredible natural beauty. Um, you know, whether you're into skiing, surfing, mountains, beaches, whatever, like it's got it. Um, hiking, like it's just an absolutely gorgeous place. And it's people care about it too. Like they really care. So it's like, you know, you don't see like people just like throwing trash and littering and stuff everywhere. Um, like, that's really, really frowned upon here. So it's everything is kept really clean especially compared to like you know what what we probably might be used to back in north america um so that was that was definitely number one um let me see what did i gotta try to remember this now i think that number two for me was, well that's almost two because you had the nature and then like activities nature and then cleansing it that's true true man. yeah yeah you could say like the activities on like, the hiking and stuff i mean like if you were into hiking and stuff it's like man you could do some seriously great hikes and walks here um but then and then i think that like the um yeah like the just like the safety net and stuff like that like you know like having healthcare, like just as part of living here and stuff like that the safety nets like that would probably be like my top three favorite things um and let me see where did i land on bottom three um the the complacency was was one of those um i can't remember if it was one or two on there um the lack of variety was actually another one. I think we both had this one, actually. And it's because, like, it's just, it's such a small place. It's really expensive to get stuff here. So it's like there's not a lot of variety as far as, like, like, you know, if, if you want to shop, for example, um, or, like, yeah, like, as far as, like, like, different kind of stuff that you can buy. Like, there's not really much variety with that. Um, like, Jess was completely, like, you know, blown away her first time in New York City where she was just like, oh, my God, there's literally anything and everything I could ever think of here.
1: It's funny that you say that, man, because when I was talking to my brother and I said, what are you most excited about for going back to Canada? And he's like, oh, well, actually, to be honest, going to a grocery store and just being able to buy what I want. It sounds kind of superficial, but it's, I don't know, like just having this opportunity
0: to just cook and try anything you want. Uh, Dude, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Yeah, I, oh, God, I do love some variety. But then the, the third piece, the third part with that was just how far away we are from everything. Like, you know, if you want to get anywhere, it's it's expensive as shit. Like, yeah, there, there are just, except for Australia, you can get some cheap flights there. But, like, you know, anywhere you want to go other than that is expensive to get to. So that was with New Zealand. And um, with America, my top three were um what were they uh I listen it was kind of the opposite of a lot of those things it was like how much variety there is like how many options there are like that was one of them um how cheap it is to actually travel to anywhere from america like that was one thing i found that it was actually really really cheap like i man i don't know if you ever knew about this but i actually took got a round trip flight from new york city to lima peru round trip for 360 bucks once like nice I literally bought that thing without even looking at the dates i was just like holy shit i'm out of here um you know but it's like you you will never find anything like that here so like how easy it is to travel and get to other places from there the variety um and also just like the natural like beauty there and the size of it like it's like there's still so much of that country that i haven't seen like you know anything out west like yellowstone grand canyon um like the the redwood forest in california like you know all this stuff that i haven't seen so those were like my top th- three, and it was actually really funny. This this could potentially go down a completely different rabbit hole. I will cut short and avoid. But wait, 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 no, let's go down the rabbit hole because we're at a half hour mark again. <laughs> I was going <laughs> so, to say, like toe the rabbit hole, but all right, okay, no, no, no let's go. Do, do you got time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Yeah?
1: Time. All right, so I'm gonna. And this episode here again this was without borders.fyi if you are an english learner please go to the website you can find the transcript and english notes there and tune in next week because uh, walden and i are just going to continue right now and i'm going to release that episode after this